Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Ruby. And we're The Duality Project. And you're listening to The Self-Study Podcast. The Duality Project is empowerment from the inside. We seek to live life on purpose so that we can more intentionally and intimately show up in our relationships and our communities. With a healthier perspective on self-development, we offer the Self-Study Program, Self-Study Coaching, Heartland, the online community, and the My Self-Study Practice Guided Workbook and Journal, well, also and this podcast to support you in bridging the gap between who you want to be and how you actually show up. Through exploration and awareness, you'll discover a deeper understanding of yourself to become happier, healthier, and more grounded. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. Today, we're doing the ins and outs of 2024, and we're just going to dive right in because that's what's in for us. <laughs> 2024 is diving in. Um, we're ready now, and we think that you're ready now. So let's go. Let's go. Okay. From the top, let me just say, we know that it is, we're over 9% into 2024, but to be honest, what feels out to us is expecting you or anyone to have the ins and outs of a new year before the new year. Like, absolutely. There's just like, how, how could you even possibly have time for that? I really don't know. Well, what's your first, except that that you're planning like six months ahead of like, what are we going to say about next year? You know? Well, and I also feel like what, what I hate about that is like, for instance, both of us were doing a lot of holiday activities and what really sucks about feeling like we have to be ready to do like our whole entire, like spring cleaning on by January 1st, it's like, we don't get to enjoy the end of the year. So we don't get to enjoy like, I don't know what it is people enjoy at the end of the year, but like both of us were doing family stuff. Well, you were doing family stuff. I was alone a lot. So I was doing that, <laughs> which is an important part of me closing out any year. But like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's totally out. That wasn't even on our list. It is using time off to be working. No. Out. None of that. Out the door. Out the door. Okay. Out the number- door. My number one in for 2024 is giving people more credit. Okay. This is like the top of my list. Like we are full as human beings out here. Like let people be and also trust them. Like trust that people will figure it out. You know, like it just irks me to feel like we are supposed to like coddle to people or like, yes, meet people where they are. But like, you got to let people get there too. You know, you got to meet in the Absolutely. middle. You can't just be doing 90% of the legwork for somebody. Let give, give people more credit that they can get their shit together and figure it out. Ruby, are you on TikTok? Not really. Okay. There's this stupid ass trend of like, it seems to be in like straight couples. And the, the girl asks, basically she tells her boyfriend, like, I want an orange and then asks. Oh, I've seen the, orange. The orange. Yeah. Theory. You've seen this. Okay. So like the bar is in hell, honestly, the bar is on the floor. The bar is in hell. Like you have a partner that won't even peel an orange for you. And that to me is like, what you're saying is like, instead of allowing the bar to be on the floor, it's like, give people some credit. And if you're dating somebody who does not also want to be dating you good day, like stop trying to get them there. If you have to test someone and I get the fun, I get that Ugh. there's a fun element or whatever, but if you have to test is it your partner, fun? to me, it is sad. If you have to test your partner to see if they're going to peel an orange for you. I just, as, I'm speaking from my own experience. The ship has sailed. The ship has We have sailed. to be moving on. <laughs> peel your own orange. Give yourself a little bit more credit. Give yourself more credit for like what it is that you deserve in the world too. Yeah. Uh, um, Okay. And that being said, both of us are really talking about this. What goes along with giving other people credit is what's out then is because where there's a yes, there's also a no, right? We talk about that a lot. So if, if we're in for giving people more credit, what's out is leaky energy. And let me tell you, it's leaky to try to drag someone up from hell. Oh my gosh. So if that's leaky. where they're currently residing. So leaky, so leaky. Yeah. And then I liked what you said about, um, meeting people where they're at a, like an image that I've used a lot to, in talking to some of my clients is like, okay, so imagine that like you and me, as in like me and Ruby live on two different sides of a bridge. If you always find yourself going all the way over to the other side of the bridge to try to drag that person 
the to even maybe to the bridge to the start of the bridge over to the halfway point of the bridge so that you all can watch the sunset together like if you are having to go all of the way over to the other side of the bridge stop going over there it's leaky energy to always go all the way over to the other side sometimes you're going to have to go all the way over to the other side and sit on the floor with that person over there but they also sometimes have to come all the way over mm. to your side ugh yeah and the leaky energy like Kate and I really have talked a lot about this leading into the new year because our words of the year say no to leaky energy but like when i think leaky energy i think like having a water hose and then and then like you've poked holes in it so it's like there's still water coming out the end but like there's water going out all the holes that have been poked in it through distraction and like spreading yourself too thin and putting too much on your calendar and over committing and like overextending and like the force of your being is being diluted tremendously and we cannot be doing that anymore focused energy we got to patch up those leaks yes and i think uh, something that comes up for me with this leaky energy thing is believing that i'm a burden so that i have to do more than is necessary in order to get even like a tiny little crumb that's just Mm. leaky so it's like yeah the image i just had about that hosting you were just saying is somebody wearing golf shoes specifically golf and trampling all over my hose. Not anymore. No more. No, 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 no. Okay. What else is in? Okay. Self-respect is in, and this goes along with Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. And honestly, everything we talk about, right. is going to like kind of be in the same thread of things, but self-respect is in. And what we mean by that is like, give yourself some respect, you know, like I respect myself enough to not go all the way to hell to drag somebody out of there. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And be willing like to respect who you are enough to, to stop trying to fix yourself all the time. Like the out to this is self-help, like bless your heart. You don't have to help yourself so hard. You should be able to be in relationship with yourself and like be someone that you like to spend time with. And like, that's what for us, the difference between self-help and self-study is like self-study is like fostering a relationship with yourself that is full of self-respect because it's like, Hey girl, you like the color purple. Let's put more purple in your life. I respect you enough to put the things you like into your life. And I know that sounds simple, but wow, that is mind blowing the way that it like up levels your experience of living to just like respect yourself enough to give yourself what you like and what you want and what you need. Oh, cute. And you don't have to yeah. fix that your color, your favorite color is purple. And I know that again, oversimplified, but like copy paste apply. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Our next in focus energy. This is the same. This is the, this is also the opposite of leaky energy, but focus energy, focus energy has Okay. And then our out that goes along with this is shitty self-talk. So I started this time last year with, I was, my mental health, I believe to be, it was in the toilet and my shitty self-talk, like it was so intense. And like what you're, you were just saying to Ruby about like the self-help, the self-help thing, like my shitty self-talk sounded like one of these self-help books that was like, um, that was like, Inter- I was interrogating myself on a regular basis. I was living from this place of like every single thing you do could be better if you just blah, blah, blah. And I had this own it. And I think I thought it was helpful that I had this like shame voice and that and what I I was like, this shame voice is trying to help me. And I, I still do believe that it is trying to help you. But like is it actually help? Like I can be like, Hey, listen, I get that you're trying to help me, but this is not actually helpful to me in any kind of way. Having this voice in my head that is like my biggest fucking critic. Owie. Ew. Gross. Exhausting. I'm exhausted by this. And so this focus energy is like, I'm not going to focus on the shame of this thing. I'm going to focus on like, what how, how do I actually want to be living my life? What do I want to be doing? Who do I want to know myself to be and focus mm-hmm. on those things? Yeah. It's almost like the out to the focus energy is, um, obsessing, you know, like obsessive yeah. thoughts or like hyper fixating is different than focusing your energy in the direction you want it to go. Totally. Can I do the next in? 
Yeah, of course. Kate, tell us your favorite thing to say that's in in 2024. Be fucking for real. Like <laughs> that's it. That's the phrase. Like it and to me there's like a um god, you know when somebody is just like kind of going on and on about something or even like in response to like my shitty self-talk is like sometimes I'm just like, "Hey, let's be fucking for real." Like and and for instance, you open the internet and it's like, "Okay, I don't know. Like, yeah, you have your wellness girlies that are like, okay, here's your 18 million step morning routine. And if you don't do it, then you're probably going to die next week. And it's like, let's be fucking for real. I am a 34 year old person who I, I do have a very distinct morning routine. It takes me exactly 30 minutes. It includes coffee. It includes, I want to have exactly the same thing for breakfast every day, but do I actually get to have that same thing for breakfast every day? No. Um, but like, uh, like having to have so much, so much structure and so much routine in your life that if anything goes awry, you are going to implode. Have a meltdown real. Yeah, absolutely not. You are not, you are. Like, yes. Do I think you need to have a bedtime routine? Yes. Because it helps you transition. It, having transitional things is important, but like, you're not actually a toddler. You are responsible. Like you're the person in the room who like, if you have a meltdown, you need to be able to deal with your own meltdowns. And so like, are you setting yourself up for meltdowns on a regular basis? Like, let's be fucking for real. If you think that every workout that you're going to go into is going to be the most amazing workout and that you are going to just improve, um, linearly be fucking for real you're gonna have one out of ten workouts is gonna be fire seven of them are gonna be mediocre two of them are gonna be absolute garbage and i know that we've already gotten up to 10 but two of them you might walk out on so that was 12 workouts good job you made it 12 (laughs) instead of 10 you know um like what else what else is something that you want to say to people like just be fucking for real well first of all i i feel like we live in this culture and especially with the internet where people are just like sometimes I want to when I want to be like are you listening to yourself talk like be fucking for real like do you hear what you're saying um also I was talking about this on the internet this morning like filters can we just like be done with pretending that they're real like we can use them sometimes right like sometimes I'm like I really need a filter but like can we like let's be fucking for real like Let's not yeah. use a filter on every single thing we post. That is absurd in 2024. Why is every story filtered with freckles? Right? Ruby, <laughs> have you seen this horrible new legging legs thing? I vaguely, vaguely. So vaguely. So this, okay. So something that I feel is like, we only have so many fucks to give. And so when I come across something that I'm like, I don't want to know anything about this, I make sure to scroll past like really fast so that I don't continue to get more information on it. But there's some shit out about whether or not you have legging legs and I don't know how they're defining legging legs or whatever, but you know what? Be fucking for real. You've got legs. You need to wear pants. I don't know if you like to wear your leggings or not, but like wear the kinds of leggings you or wear the kinds of pants that you like and move on with your fucking life. Be you know what's funny for real. about this is um, uh, I was I was talking to Jake the other day about I have no idea why I was talking about this, but for somehow so for some reason I was thinking about thigh gaps and leg and legs feels like a thigh gap. God, right. And he was like, what are you even talking about? And I was like, girls aspire to have it like growing up in middle school, high school, girls were mm-hmm. aspiring to have a thigh gap. And he's like, what? And I was like, that means like here where my thighs touch, not touching. And he not was touching. like, that's so weird. Like, what would that even look like? Like, like what? It would look like it, d- not what your actual body looks like. It would you, if your body doesn't naturally have a thigh gap and you got one, you would likely be malnourished hungry your period would likely stop coming yeah it is a sign of unwell if you don't actually have a thigh gap naturally and then you get one i thought it was just really hilarious for him to be like he was basically like be fucking for real like what are you fucking for real absolutely that so anything that just makes you feel like are you fucking kidding me and I'm for saying, and you know what else? Like shitty self-talk um, 
shitty self-talk is like um perfectionism a lot of times you know it's this like a lot of times it's this like how do i be perfect and that is how you respond to shitty self-talk is like be fucking for real would you think that you actually should be better than everybody else be fucking yeah it's like it's like there's a time and place to be really gentle with yourself and that there's a time and place for that and sometimes though what you need is a kick in your own ass you know like hey back to reality no more hey we're moving on truly this is not this is not be fucking for real be fucking for real (laughs) we're gonna have to get some merch the way that your hand goes like that okay be fucking for real real. 2024 be fucking for real speaking of merch you can go ahead and get merch it's on the website Uh, okay okay yeah so major in is eye contact and the out to this is hiding yeah cute like see the people that you pass say hello like say hi to strangers if they feel uncomfortable that's on them you know like look them in the face hey i see that you're here i'm here too i'm not hiding from uh, you and i'm so done with like oh kate you just made that person feel uncomfortable why because i spoke to them yeah that's, what I'm, I'm not gonna take that on as a character flaw anymore of having <laughs> to know whether or not someone else wants me to speak to them before i like no 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 oh i made them uncomfortable okay that's it okay. that's how i feel okay <laughs> fine yeah no more hiding next next um okay uh what's in doing stuff for fun out doing stuff just to improve let me tell you i was just telling russell the other day the guy who owns the gym that i work at in richmond virginia that i take fun very seriously because good shit happens in fun um Mm -hmm. improvement happens in fun like when i'm having fun at the gym i generally feel stronger better faster what's that song you know um when i'm having fun um playing the piano I normally make better music because it's because I'm having fun and so I'm like trying random new things doing stuff just to improve makes takes you into this like super serious heavy place where again if the only trajectory that is allowed is linear upward growth Oh, it's just not real. It's just that perfectionism mm-hmm. thing, and and it's just a be fucking for real. You're just, mm-hmm. it's just like not going to happen that way. So you might as well like figure out the fact that like this is life. You are currently doing life. You're in it. It's happening right now. Are you having a good time ever? And also, I guess I I will just name. You know, I'm the Sagittarius of the group, <laughs> and so so authenticity is is double important to me, and also so is having fun and. My experience a lot is that people think that me wanting to have fun is frivolous. And what I know that I am here to add to the world is that fun is wildly important to all of us. It is not frivolous. In -hmm. pursuit of fun is not at all frivolous. Let me tell you, there is literal science around this. This is just as us going off about it. Like, I don't know the exact statistic, but it's something wild. Like if you learn something while at play, you eat, it's like you either learn it 10 times faster or you absorb, absorb it 10 times more or something, but like there's real 10 times longer research around, like do it having fun and you get so much more out of it. Totally. What are the teachers that you had when you were a kid who you, you actually remember any fucking thing that they taught you? Not the ones who who taught your American history class and it was the song it was the song teachers the teachers who were like let's sing a song the teachers who had a song that is absolutely right that is absolutely right lol next okay boldly living out our values is in and thinking I'm not good enough to be in the room is out oh my gosh I'm so bored of feeling like I don't belong somewhere you know it's like this is what I believe I'm showing up as it and like take it or leave it but I'm I'm not budging on my integrity so I'm not gonna like shape shift to you anymore um respectfully this is who I am respectfully (laughs) respectfully let's be fucking for real (laughs) respectfully be fucking for real. 
Um, I take the fucking for real very seriously and I also find it to be very fun. Like, and that's another thing. Is this like binary between like fun and serious? That doesn't exist. Like, why can't fun be serious? And why can't serious things be fun? Right. Okay. That is okay. That, that, hold on, pause. That is like a major thing that I like feel in the energy this year. And like for me, something that uh I feel very fun about is like getting my nails done or not getting them done, having my nails done. It feels very fun. It's like even something that people are like, I, I like to wait and see like what your nails look like. And this year I've gotten really clear on like where I want my energy to go and focus and two to three hours at the nail salon every two to four weeks is not where oh. I want my energy to go. <laughs> so I'm going naked nails. And let me tell you, there's a time <sighs> in my life where that kind of, um, uh, choice would have felt like I was forcing myself to do something not fun, but I'm having so much fun with this serious choice to rock my naked nails for the sake of getting my time and energy back. And like, that feels exciting to me, like genuinely and not like a burden. And so it's like that discernment between like, okay, am I doing this thing? Because I think I should, because I feel like, um, it's the responsible thing to do, or am I literally doing this because it's what I feel called to do right now? And it's like, what feels right. And it feels most me in the moment. And I needed to say that. Yeah, girl. I love it. I also love that you're calling them naked nails, but you know, yeah, (laughs) really proud of you for making this whole shit for yourself. And also something that that just feels like is like, um, like, especially because like in our friendship, me and Ruby in like, when do you think it was that I was like, hey, hey, team, I'm done getting my nails done. Probably like 2016. Oh, it was like, well, a thing and, then, my and then again, <laughs> sorry. Keep and going. then again, one time when I had to go and sit with Ruby for three hours while she got her nails done. And internally, I thought I was going to explode. I was fucking furious <laughs> at the nail oh salon. My gosh. But Y'all, like, we don't so like, like argue or anything, but this was like the most tense 25 minute ride home I've ever experienced. I was nail like, salon. I we were furious hungry. that I we got trapped. Thirsty. Oh yeah. And we were hungry. <laughs> Kate was kidnapped. None of my like physical needs had been met. I had been kidnapped and taken to the nail salon. But, but so like for me, I told people I, it was a thing that like I was doing with my friends at the time. It was like, we were all going mm-hmm. to get our nails done and I would leave feeling annoyed. Like every time it was like annoyed. And, and so eventually I, I remember being like, Hey team, I'm not doing this with us anymore. This isn't how I like to hang out. If you want to go get your nails done, by all means go do it, but I don't want to do it anymore. And this is one of those things about like the self-respect thing, like self-respect for me was saying, I don't want to go do this thing anymore. And then, but self-respect for my friends who did still want to do it was going like, okay, we can find another thing to do. I still want to do this thing. And so when you see this pressure on the internet to have your 18 step morning care routine or whatever, self-respect, which is in, which was already on our end list is going like, this is for me, or this is not for me. Self-respect is having some fucking discernment as to when and where your timing works out. Next. Oh, you know, it's in. Okay. Well, sir, you know what? I'm going to start. I'm going to start with what's out. Out is the idea that like shame, shame. Oh my God. You've shamed someone. Um, The out is the idea that that's the worst thing that can possibly happen. In is the idea that shame is just a fucking feeling that is here to show you something. So like shame has some kind of need. And um, one time I had this real intense, like it was causing nausea, um, nauseousness around. I realized that some shit uh, that I was going through was ignorant. I had like, I had uncovered that I was doing some pretty ignorant shit. And I was like, oh man shoot that the shame of realizing that was nauseating like literally when I closed my eyes and felt that physical experience of the shame I felt like I was gonna throw up and I would kind of have to like come out of it open my eyes like my internal body felt like spirally because I was shame spiraling into ignorance and then that making me a bad person like I am now ignorant because I didn't know this thing and I have a very strong relationship with my body 
And I have a very strong meditation practice that where I can sit in that experience of that nausea and go like, okay, I am having like a shame spiral. This is what this feels like. And the shame is here to tell me something. And what would it like? How can this help me? And so first I had to unpack that like, so ignorance, just because I have discovered that I that I am in fact ignorant about this thing that I am worried, that I am feeling shameful about, that I am ignorant about. Well, the good thing about ignorance is just that it's a gap in something that you know. And the good thing about your brain is that you can learn shit. So when I sat with that ignorance and that shame, I was able to detach myself from being an ignorant person. I'm not an ignorant person. I'm a smart and capable person who's capable of learning new things. And so what did the shame need? The shame needed me to do some fucking research. (laughs) It was like, can you start learning about this thing so that we don't have to feel ignorant about this anymore? And so then I started learning about the thing. And ever since I was able to go like, okay, what is the shame telling me? And then what does the shame need? So I've met, I've been meeting the need of, that like ignorance for a while. So now anytime something comes up that says, Kate, you're ignorant about this, instead of having to like shove that away, now I can go, okay, well, is this something that I want to learn about? Or do I just not want to learn about it? Like then I'm getting to like, honestly have more choice around the things that I'm ignorant about. And there truly are some things that, that when they come up, I'm like, I don't want to know about that. I'd like to continue to stay ignorant about that. And I don't want to know. Um, But when it's something that is important to me, like in my values of me recognizing like, oh, wow, I I actually do want to learn more about this because this is important to me. I don't I now know I now no longer like go down a shame spiral like that because I'm like now all I have to do is learn about this and learning about stuff isn't all that hard. I've been doing it since I was a kid. So I got this. Totally. So shame being the villain is out. Um. You responding to the need of shame, which is it needs you to do something. It needs you to tell a friend. It needs some kind of understanding. Um, it maybe even needs some kind of action. Um, but are those things in alignment with what your values are? So somebody just like somebody just like shaming you, you don't like you can you don't have to take that shame. on. Yeah. You don't have to take it. You don't have to take on someone else's shame. Um, yeah, totally. Okay. Does that feel Here's what's, yeah, that feels complete to me. Feel complete to you. Yeah, I guess so. Kind of. I mean, not really, but I don't have anything else to say about it. I don't think I feel like that's a whole episode in itself. Totally. Yeah. And you know what that actually is a self-study program. Shame transforming your Mm. shame into it belonging is literally the the 2024 self-study program so if you are if that one is a challenging one for you of of like shame being the villain um no worries you can just join the program we'll see you there nice yeah okay out is social anxiety and here's what i mean out is second guessing if i want to go somewhere because i don't know who's going to be there out is um over fixating or obsessing over what they're going to think or what they're going to say about me later what or should I what wear? they're going to what should I wear or whether what are they going to take to their hometown and gossip about me or what yeah like God, I should I put on makeup the hometown gossip about me is <laughs> how do I, I know, find right? that out what is the hometown gossip <laughs> all of that is out I'm not we're not giving fucks about that kind of like social anxiety it's holding us back. And so well, I can't believe that perfectionism isn't on our outlist because what you're describing also feels like perfectionism of feeling like I have to be perfect in all social situations. And it's like, well, you're not because that doesn't exist. So you might as well just show up or not. Like if you, if, exactly. you don't, if you're not going to like the people there, don't go. <laughs> or yeah. Or if you're like wanting to go, go and then let yourself leave. And so the in here is setting social boundaries and showing up anyway in the way that serves you right so if the social boundary or if the social if the social anxiety is 
I want to go, but I'm worried I'm going to get roped in till 2 a.m. Well, set yourself a social boundary and tell yourself, okay, I'm leaving at 1130 if that's your time. It's so late. (laughs) So late. My God. Can you imagine staying out until 1130? Do you know if you're an adult who party? Yeah, I know. Like drinking? I I know. Like who, who, what is that? Um, I know I don't. So you tell yourself this is the social boundary and then you just, you, you tell someone when you get there, you announce it. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. I'm leaving at 1130. I don't care what's happening. That is when I'm leaving. Okay. You set the boundary, you show up anyway, then you can enjoy the time that you have until the boundary time takes place. And then just like Cinderella, oh my God, I got to go home. I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. Got to get, I am a pumpkin. (laughs) And I like to rot in the bed, not at the party. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you seen this thing called like a, a rot day? Like people are using the word like rotting. Like they are. Uh, yeah. About like taking a rest day and like staying in bed all day or like chilling. And like, I get it. Rotting? But also I'm I think like, I want to call it germinating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? Marinating. <laughs> Marinating. <laughs> Incubating. Germinating incubating like to me yeah uh when I stay home it's like yeah well all I can think about is plants now that to me having a rot day if it's if that's what they're saying is like going home drinking a lot of water and sitting underneath a heat lamp growing a little bit you know Mm -hmm. rejuvenating not rotting feels like the opposite of that to me I know yeah same okay um another out that we the idea that rest is rotting Okay, I know, go. right? That is out. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Another out that we've kind of talked about already is the overthinking, you know, like the overthinking, the perfectionism, it's got to go. We're done with that. And like in is having your need, having needs, just fucking having needs and getting mm-hmm. them met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like overthinking. Here's the idea with like your thoughts is that like you don't have, to, that is the job of your brain to think, to do thinking. That's what it's going to do all day long. It's just going to be like little thought here, little thought there. You don't have to grab on to any of them. Mm. You can just let them wander right on through. What a funny little thought I just had about how if I go to this party, nobody's going to like me. What a silly little thought to have. There's always at least one person at a party who likes me. So what is of course, yeah, I'm always there with me. (laughs) <laughs> I like me at parties. I like me at parties. So there's always one person there who's going to have a good time and it's going to be me. Absolutely. Okay. What's up? I've been single for like 10 years. And so here's a huge thing that is out that, that, that I am thrilled that my life has gotten to be about all this time is that romantic partners are the goal. Like I'm in a place in my life where for the first time in a very long time, maybe ever, I'm actually feeling like, wow, I would love to have a romantic partner Um, because that sounds so fun. But and also it is not the only goal in my life. And also the intimacy that I want to have and feel and experience the mutual relationships that I want to have and experience in my life are not reserved for romantic partners. I get to have that in my friendships. And, um, and so that to me is so, is so much more expansive than that having to be reserved for like one or few people. Um, so that's totally out to me, like for like everything that I do to be about finding a romantic partner. Like somebody recently asked me like, well, don't you want to share your life with anyone? And I'm like, what, like, what do you think I'm doing? Yeah. Hello. Like I don't just sit at home alone all the time. I share my life with people every single day. That is yes. I, yes, of course I want to share my life with people. I am. <laughs> I do. And I love it. Um, so yeah, out is the idea that romantic partners are the goal in life. And okay, Ruby brought this one to me and her and her friend Barry talk about this one. Future dibs. Ruby, you want to tell us about future dibs? Yeah. Future dibs it's is in. in. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, my friend and I are really bored of manifestation as like the buzz word about like creating your life. And so we, 
And honestly, that's like out. And so what's in is future dibs. I call future dibs on this life. Like I call future dibs on uh, the work I do. And like, obviously more specific, but like call future dibs. It's like, I got the front seat. That's mine. That's what's happening. I call future dibs on the most romantic fire. Yes partnership yeah like I call future dibs on that and does that mean that my life right now is just like a lady in waiting period for that fuck no my life right now is excellent now and my future dibs also has this other thing in it which is this fire romantic partnership okay let's let's um flashback to like the fourth grade right when like you're with all your cousins and your siblings and maybe this was just me and you know that you're going somewhere in like an hour and you go ahead and call like dibs on the front seat right like yeah you don't you don't then like uh go show get up in the front seat at, or yeah you don't go get in the front seat you also don't act like now doesn't matter until you get in the front seat you act like the king of the car until you get in the car you know you're like because you've already got the front seat i've already called the dib so i'm living like i get to sit in the front seat when we get there and life is good and like that's what i mean like calling future dibs is like i can show up so fully now because i've got future dibs on that thing that i really want to and like all of it counts all of it is contributing all of it's on this timeline for me and i'm set Absolutely. Way to be fucking for real about that. <laughs> okay. In. You know what? I always like to start with the out. Out. Settling. Oh my God. Speaking of romantic partners being the goal in life, it's so wild that like I feel like societally so many people operate from like the point is to find a romantic partner. And then what however it is that y'all want to do from there, but like the point of anything is to like find a romantic partner. Um, and then you find one who is the bars on the floor in hell and then you settle with them. Like what? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, so settling. Okay. For instance, um, when I moved back to Virginia, I felt like there had, I had, there had been so much like forward momentum in my life that I and I, and I had almost found this job and I was like, this, this ain't it. I knew that it wasn't it, but I thought maybe I can settle for this because I know it here and it will be easy. And then I didn't settle for it. And I found something amazing that I mm. love. I love this gym that I get to work at. I love the people that I get to work with. I love the clients every day. And that other place didn't have the kinds of clients that I wanted to be around. It didn't kind of have the kind of coworkers that I wanted to be around. It didn't have the kind of culture that I wanted to be around, but it was a place that I felt like used to. And so I was like, maybe I can settle for this. But why, why would you do that? Why would you settle for something like that when the facts are, is that something amazing is out there. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. you settling for that is just like chopping yourself off at the knees. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what's in though is contentment. Like I feel content. Like it's okay for it to be enough. So like you can you don't have to and, and I think we get that messed up. I think mm-hmm. we I think we settle for things and then we say stuff like, well, like who's to know if there's actually anything better out there? And I'm like, what do you mean? Do you feel you happy? know? You know, know. if you're being honest, you know, you already know if there's something better out there and you are God, Ruby, that was it. That was the end of the episode. Thank (laughs) you so much for being here. You already know you wouldn't be asking those questions if you didn't already know. So anyways, out is fucking settling, but in is I feel so content. I think I like this little laugh. There's nothing wrong with that. And it can feel so annoying. And I think we think like, oh, when we feel content, we won't strive for things. We won't Mm -hmm. like create things. We won't make things better. But it's like, what if we all created from a place of I feel content and I have enough and what where I'm at in life is good and what I'm doing is good and who I am is good. Like, what if we came from that place instead of a place of like, I don't have enough. I am not enough. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever going to be enough. 
that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the outs that goes along with that, I'm skipping ahead on our list, Kate, is okay. hustle culture. Hustle, hu- bah, bah, bah. hustle, can't even say it anymore. Hustle culture is out. 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 Hard out. And, and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is not like, it doesn't mean don't ever have a goal ever again in your life or don't ever work hard or don't if ever. If you're listening to this, you need success. to know that Ruby loves a goal. I love goals. I like, I like having a lot on my plate and mm-hmm. hustle, which I've done before, which is like, literally I'm run ragged. I don't even have time to drink enough water. And like, it, 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 there's like no time and space for me burned out before you get there. Yeah. Burned out before you get there because I'm like trying so hard to get ahead because I'm worried that this isn't enough, right? Like that's hustle culture in a nutshell. And so what is in is intentionality. And that's what Kate's talking about when it's like, yes, the contentment is from the intentionality. That's like, I'm choosing what I actually want in my life and aligning my priorities with the bigger vision of my first dibs on purpose. And I'm putting a lot of effort and direction into those things with my whole heart you know like when I say when we say that the hustle culture is out it doesn't mean like you have no passion anymore you're just like a mushroom monologue resting I mean that sounds lovely and it doesn't have to it doesn't it doesn't have to that's like not what we mean right like intentionality means doing your life on purpose so that there's room for more joy and and less of the bullshit that you don't actually want to spend your time, energy, money, attention on. Like, here's the thing. Totally. Your attention is the possibly the most potent resource that you possess. You know, like where you put yeah. your attention makes literally all the difference. All the difference. And that can be a sh- the shift from hustle culture to intentionality can be the shift from it's never going to be enough to this is enough. And, look and at I have future dibs. Look at yeah. me. It's amazing now. And I have future dibs instead of only I have future dibs because I've got to get out of this current shit shithole of a situation. Yeah. Also, yeah, the- what you're speaking to is hustle culture is leaky energy. Yes. Out. Out. Cut it out. I cut it out. Yep. Okay, um, I kind of did. Um, I kind of did that um, yeah. blue one. So I like that. Okay, here's what's out. Oh my god. D- okay, did you all know that there is a form of abuse that is called emotional neglect? Did you know that there's a there are so many books all about? Um, here's what you're like if you were the child of emotionally immature parents. So you know what is out? Emotional immaturity grow up emotionally and part of what that means is like learning that you have feelings and that your feelings are here to tell you something and that you have needs thinking that you don't have any needs and this is going to sound harsh and I mean it to sound harsh I'm not again this is where you might feel a little shame about what I'm about to say I am not shaming you and you feeling a little bit of shame around this good news you can learn more about your feelings and learn more about what they need and now I could for completely forget what I was going to say about it, but grow <laughs> up, grow up. Um, we don't have to have an entire another generation like the millennials who had emotionally immature parents. And in order to not have that, you have to do more work than your parents did. You have to learn about what your feelings are. Great news. The duality project has a free five day course that you can sign up for and take that will help you learn more about your feelings. That is a sponsored app. Link in show notes. To you by the Duality Project. <laughs> Grow up. You are the adult in the room. Y'all, we're middle-aged. I'm middle-aged. I've decided this. I'm 34 years old and I've decided that, is- that I am happily entering middle age. And yes, everyone said, every time I say that, people say what Ruby just said to me. They're like, that is not true. And I'm like, you don't know that. You do not know that I am. You're right. You don't. Age. You're right. You don't know. Yeah. And I'm okay with it here. Like I uh okay recently this is about to take a little bit of a segue i have talked to multiple 70 year old women who um like i've been talking about aging because it 
because I'm experiencing more of like, oh, oh shit. I am kind of like, I am the adult in the room. Like, you know, like when I was like 28, it didn't feel like anything to be, I didn't feel drastically old because it was like teenagers are teenagers, but I'm in my twenties, but now I'm in my thirties. And so like when I'm with somebody who's in their like early twenties, that just, uh, like I, I feel older than them because I like literally fucking am, you know, but I've talked to multiple 70 year old women recently who the hardest part of aging for them has been their wrinkles. Fuck that. You're going to get wrinkles. I am so tired of this, like fear of aging thing. What a fucking blessing. If you don't age, then you stay in your twenties and then you would pass away. Your life would end. If you stopped aging, everything ages, trees grow, they age, and then they die. Then they regurgitate. What is the word I'm looking for? Regenerate the earth. Those little mushrooms that Ruby was talking about, they grow out of this dead tree. And if we didn't have that fungi, then we wouldn't have other stuff. You know, I'm not an ecosystem expert. (laughs) Obviously, if you didn't already know, ecosystem, is that the right word, Ruby? Yeah. Sure. Anyways, so emotional immaturity comes with this fear of aging. This fear of being the way that you are, the fear, the fear of having feelings, the idea that you always have to hold it together. Like, mm. what does that mean? What does that mean? Mm. Um, and so what I, and something, again, I love children and I want to live my life to be, if I'm ever in a room where a child is, I want for them to know that I am the adult in the room and that I can help them and that I can be with them. I can, I can take care of myself and the people around me because I am capable of like really intense empathy and love. That's who I want to be. And so emotional maturity matters to me because that's a way that I, unless we transform our hurt, then we just transmit our hurt. And I want to transform the fact that I was raised by emotionally immature parents into, I want to transform that into becoming emotionally mature. And so that's what I want to pay attention to. Yeah. And I just want to add to that too, that like, you know, sometimes the dynamic is within yourself, right? Like sometimes the Mm -hmm. emotion. And so like what we're saying here too, is like, it's not like you'll never be emotionally immature again. And you'll now have the skills that when the emotional immature parts pop up, you also have the capacity within yourself to be the emotionally mature adult in the room of yourself and to reparent yourself in the process. And, um, like we've already talked about this, like, um, giving people more credit and, you know, Ruby and I always say, like, we do this together as a reminder that we're not alone. Part of emotional maturity is surrounding yourself with people who you can really talk to so that you have a network of support to do this kind of stuff with. Like when you are having a hard time figuring something out or you're having a hard time being the mature one in the room or you're fucking triggered. Like if you're triggered, that means you're back in some like young space where you weren't able to like process a thing. Um, and so you feel back in that environment. Um, and so it's not that that kind of thing will never happen, but it's now you've matured enough to have a network of support who can help you come back home to your adult self Mm -hmm. where you Mm -hmm. are now you become the person that you needed and the people around you become the people that you need we need Mm -hmm. each other yeah that leads right into the next one out is Mm -hmm. doing it all alone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like for Mm -hmm. what first of all and the in is doing it together and when i say this Yes, I mean the self-study program, but I also mean running errands, yes. doing your inner work, doing puzzles, art, reading, watching TV, cooking, yes. do it all together. Listen, let me tell you something that makes totally. me so happy is that on Saturdays, my husband and I go to the gym and after the gym, he comes to the grocery store with me. And the fact that I even say it that way is absurd. We go to the grocery store together as a couple. <laughs> surprise, but it feels surprise, like- they both eat. <laughs> You know, there's part of it that feels like he comes to the grocery store with me. We are a 50, 50 team that is out (laughs) and we go to the grocery store together and he pushes the buggy so that I can just flit around like a little dragonfly and get everything I need and bring it back to the buggy. And he follows me along and we have our list and we get it all done. And it brings me 
so much more ease and enjoyment into the process of this chore that we have to do in order to have food in our house, in order to fuel ourselves and nourish ourselves, we have to get groceries. And it feels so good to have that, that we do together because it's like, we get to spend time together. I enjoy his company. I'm not alone in the grocery store with all the rude people. And let me tell you though, when I tell people about this, like, oh yeah, we go to the grocery store together. Jaws drop. What do you mean? What do you mean? He goes to the grocery store with you or, oh, just wait till you have kids. Or, you know, like just wait till you're married a little longer or whatever, whatever. And that shit is out. That what that is settling. And again, the bar is in hell. Yeah, but we're Fuck doing that. stuff together. You know, like we are hanging out together. We are co-working together. We are running errands together. We are enjoying each other's company while we do day-to-day stuff. Because you know, you're not better for doing it alone, you know, like you're not better you're not better. You're not better than anyone that you did it alone. You don't have to do it alone. No, and also like you're not splitting the chores better. Like it's not more equitable to do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think this is not on our list, but it totally should be is um well, out is ever feeling like you have to nag anyone to do anything. That again mm-hmm. to me is a bars is a bars in hell. Don't, I'm not, I'm not, nag, I'm not going to be nagging anyone in my life to do anything. Um, and also like with that comes the person that you should enjoy the most. And I get that. It's not always going to be this way. Like th- there are definitely going to be periods in a long relationship where that person is the person who is driving you the craziest. You know, that person is sure, the person yeah. who is triggering you right now. You know, like y'all are not seeing eye to eye. It is hard. Um, but also that person should be the person that you enjoy the most, which is why it should matter when those times are hard mm-hmm. instead of being like the times have gotten hard and now I want to get out. It's like, oh man, the times have gotten hard and I want to get through this. What are we going to do? What do I need to do? Because this is a person that I enjoy the most. So why wouldn't you want to go to the grocery with them? Mm-hmm. Truly. And have some intentionality in your day to day. Yes. That being said, our next out are these like mutually not beneficial or inequitable friendships and relationships. Like if you always have somebody who you do shit for. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day, Ruby. Like I grew up with this thing of like, you should do things for people and not expect anything in return. You just do it out of the kindness of your heart. That. Absolutely fuck that because then what you end up with are a bunch of people in your life who you pay it forward to them and they maybe never pay it forward to anyone else because you don't Mm -hmm. have any control over what they're Mm -hmm. doing with your kindness, but then they never give it back to you. And like, maybe you have people who are paying it forward to you, but I'm not for just forward paying. It is okay to expect something in return. Yes. Absolutely. And to, and to like acknowledge, like, like for instance, uh, my dad and I really operate in a lot of the same ways. And I see my dad a lot more than I ever have in my adult life right now, because we are living in the same town and he does the kindest little things for me all the time, all the time. And you know, what else though? is that sometimes when I get home, he's kind of like left his shit out in the kitchen or like I cleaned up some table and he has made a mess all over that table again. You know what? I don't care. I don't care because I feel absolutely fine cleaning up a few things after my dad because he's also done so many, so many things for me that he's done intentionally. And so it's like, um, I don't know. It, it's the resentment thing. Like you resent people who you feel like you've shown up way more for them than they have shown up for you. But when you mutually take care of each other on purpose, then you don't have to bother with the resentment. And you also don't have to like force people to treat you well. Like that's never going to happen. You're never going to like find somebody and like teach them how to treat you well. People either know how to Mm. do that or not. Mm. And stop trying to teach people how to 
be kind to you because damn, just be kind to yourself. And that's Mm. you figuring out how to have boundaries with people who don't automatically treat you well. And then what's in it, what's in is, um, full ass relationships. Like where you show up with your full ass is what I mean by that. (laughs) Period. Period. (laughs) (laughs) You bring your full ass to relationships. Okay. Here is what's out only meeting people online only. Yeah. Like only meeting people from dating apps or only meeting people because you found them and followed them online. And now like they're not really your friend. You just follow them, but you kind of feel like they're your friend because you know everything about their life. Here's what's in meeting people in the wild. Like, like Ah. we talked about eye contact. We've talked about like being kind out in the world, like make a new friend at the coffee shop. And like, okay, here's the thing about making new friends. They don't have to be your forever friend. They don't have to be your best friend. Truly, Friendship has so many tiers and layers and making a new friend on any layer can have a lot of benefit and like be helpful and supportive in your life. It is good to have. It's what well-rounded community is having levels of friends. And so meet people in the wild. Specifically, you're going to have so much fun meeting people in the wild on retreat with us in the fall more to come fun the curated um, wild where we where we the curated <laughs> wild. retreat and you show up to make a friend fun and also the program like um the self-study program one of the things um it was molly who said this was like uh something that's so cool about the program is is that we're all doing this self-study practice alongside each other so we set up ground rules in the front end like we're not here to give a, you the participants and even Ruby and I, we don't give you advice. We're not here to give advice. We're not here to save you from your feelings, your hard, your, we're not going to save you from your hardships. Um, you're going to save you from your hardships. You're going to be the one who gets you through. And so like in the program, like, yes, you'll meet people who you like appreciate because you're going to be sharing your shit with them. But you're not going to be like, you're not going to have to like hold their shit. Everybody holds their own Mm -hmm. stuff in the program. And we do it like that on purpose and having a community where you show up to do your work together, but then like kind of do your lives relatively separately. That's a really important version of community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to, yeah, just add to this is like, what also is in, is that kind of like curated wild right? Like you also don't have to just like go it alone. And what I don't mean explicitly is like walk up to a stranger in the park. However, maybe you're open to starting a dialogue with a stranger in the park, but like sign up for something like the program or a retreat that allows you and puts you in a container where there's a sense. Yeah. Sign up for pole dancing where there's like a safety built in and you get to meet new people. Yeah. Like go to a new gym, go to a pole dancing class. Um, Go to what else? There's all kinds of meetups. Sign up for a new beat club. Uh, what? Sign up for a new book club. Yes. Go take a pottery class. Like there's so much you could do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I recently got uh something that I would totally love to do, and I know I would be really good at it is synchronized swimming. And there's a synchronized swimming group here in Richmond, but I don't. I it's not currently something that I want to make time for. However, it is on my radar, and I think it sounds fun. Wow, I love that. I can't wait for that. Well, era. I think I'd be good at that. I know, yes. Um, okay, let's see. We already talked about wholesome culture out, micromanaging other people's feelings and triggers. You're trying to control people. Stop it. This is codependency. Absolutely not. Um, what's in is taking responsibility for yourself. Um, and also the word the word that we use, Ruby and I have done a lot of yoga teacher trainings, like facilitated a lot, leaving people in their own greatness. And so that is you stop in you trying to control someone into their own greatness is not a thing. That is not, that's not greatness. That is not real. That's not greatness. Let's be fucking real. Let's be fucking for real. That is not leaving them in their own greatness. That is you trying to force them through this little funnel and into a way that you want them to be, which is, we don't do that with people anymore because it's controlling. You're being controlling to other people. And also 
you're not practicing acceptance and acceptance is the second theme of the myself study program because you putting yourself in your own greatness in your own bubble a word that ruby and i have used a lot for like something that we want to cultivate in our friendship is interdependence we're like mm-hmm. i live my life ruby lives her life we need each other and then we we are t- together living our lives but it's not a codependent life and and we've totally been through phases of feeling codependent but we also kind of do that sometimes we're like oh no I need to be closer to you you know like we've had that and then and that's okay to kind of like be like wow I actually need to be closer to you right now because I'm feeling untethered or like whatever but never in a way that is like I'm I'm coming in to try to control how you're doing Mm -hmm. things stop stop (sighs) and also Uh, The in part of that is the taking responsibility for yourself. And that goes along with self-respect and also like, yes, to giving other people more credit, but give yourself a little bit more credit. This is also you giving you the credit that you deserve. Last thing. Last thing. And it goes along with that is like, what is out is intellectualizing, treating people badly. So like coming up with excuses and reasons for being shitty. You know, like yep. justifying being shitty um, yeah. is out like as a personal way of being, but it's also out as in like, we're not allowing it. And what is Truly. in is empathy as a skill. So giving a shit about the human in front of you, what they need, what they want, not in a codependent way where you then uh, organize your whole life around that, but totally. in a respectful way. And, you know, we started with respect towards the top and we're wrapping it back up with respect like respect is what is in and from a sense of respect and um really like stepping into your own you-ness wow big totally. things are ahead we're from that it. place what's your word of the year ruby my word of the year is vector which is a formula that has magnitude and direction so we are like full force patching up all the leaky energy nice What's your word? My word is fortify. Fortify. And I've been saying it like that. Fortify. Fortify. Yeah. Like, I mean, you already know, you know what it means. Fortify. What needs to be fortified. And like, I've created this beautiful life that I I love living and I want to fucking keep it that way. I want to love. I want to continue loving to live my life. Um, And so I want to fortify and strengthen and create systems and structure around um, around, uh, what I know I'm capable of around my future dibs. Yes. I want to fortify my future dibs. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's our little, um, ins and outs list. And we'd love to know where you're at what's in and yeah. out for you what else is in and out email us at connect at the duality project.com please we'd love to we would love to hear from you and um, also we want you to tag you in your little we want you to tag us in your little instagrams that uh, oh my like, gosh share about the episode yeah write this in your notes make a little in and out list for yourself get specific the more specific you can be the more actually helpful your your in and outs will be for you as you Because anytime you like write something down and you do some reflection around something, you're more attuned to that thing. So Mm -hmm. like an in and out list, if it feels silly to you, like, okay, it can still feel silly and you can do it anyway. And you might realize that it's not as silly as you thought you're silly. If you think it's silly, then that's just a little judgment that you're having. And it's fine to have judgments, but like, do you want your judgments to rule your life or do you want to move on? Mm-hmm. And you know, what's out is feeling like you're behind, you know, you're not behind you're right yeah. on time. You can make an in and out list any day of the week. You can set a word for the year, any day of the year, you are right on time. You didn't miss the boat. Just hop on. Totally. Yeah. Hop on. We're all out here. Hop on. Um, the self-study program with one-on-one self-study coaching fosters autonomy. Yes. And thinking and meaningful connection. We do it together as a reminder that we are not alone. The program starts mid-March, the third Wednesday, specifically March 20th. You can go ahead and send in your application. Here's how it works. You apply, then you have a conversation with us, then you enroll. So we make sure that it's a good fit. We make sure you want to be here. Um, The major upgrade for the program this year is that you get 10 one-on-one 
coaching calls and you can start using them as soon as you enroll. So enroll now, get in a coaching call one-on-one, and then you're ready to start the program March 20th with this group of people. So you can meet people in the curated wild to have community with this year. We love that. We love that. If you want more information, have you heard of the show notes? There's more information in the show notes. We'll link it. Um, You can get on the website. The first part of the apply process is that then you get on a phone call with us. So any questions that you have get to happen there. And also, just so you know, we have a whole website with a lot of information on it. And so part of what we are, this is us um, giving you credit. We know that you are capable of spending 10 minutes to peruse the website to find the information that you want to find. Um, that a lot of that will have to do with what are the dates? What is the cost? How can I make those kinds of payments? What are my options? All the stuff like that. If you have questions around that makes sense. You have the questions and we've written out that information on the website. So our expectation is that you go ahead and you spend 10 minutes on the website so that you already feel clear about some of this stuff before you go. Oh, I had no idea it was going to cost me money to do it. It's like, it, it, it <laughs> is going to cost money to do it because because capitalism and we all have to make money to do stuff. And this is me and Ruby's work and our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. So yeah, it is. Thank you for being here. We're glad you're here. Um, yeah. So take a look at the website. If you don't already uh, follow us on Instagram at myself study practice, uh, share this podcast. Thank you so much. We love offering this podcast as a free re- resource for you. Kate mentioned before we have a free course available on our website. Click on free course. Um, and webinar. Oh, well, webinar. we yeah. have a free, we have a webinar coming up. We have a free yeah. webinar coming up on February 21st. It's a Wednesday from six 30 to eight 30 PM Eastern from not enough to owning your you era. So if some of this struck a chord we and about. you're, yeah. And you're feeling like I'm ready and I want that do it together as a reminder that I'm not alone. Come to the free webinar. We want to see you there. Totally. And we have a special little offering for on behalf, like if you come to the webinar, you do get a little discount on the program, which we'll tell you about in the webinar. So if you're wanting to do the program, then you can come to the webinar. May you we gotta wrap this up. May you be fortified. May you be a vector. May you be intentional. May you show up as your most full self. I want to do one more and I want it to be, may you be wonderful. Wonderful. Do you have another one? Yeah. May you be enamored with your own life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Kate. I'm Ruby. We're the Duality Project. We love you. This is the Self-Study Podcast. You're doing great. We love you. (laughs) Okay, bye. Doodles.